Welcome to Fusion Student Ministries. We hope this message equips and encourages you. Quick question, and this is kind of a IQ test, but how many of you ever been stressed out? Let me see. Let me see your hand. So, yeah, everybody. Okay, how about this? Put your hands down. Who hasn't been stressed out before? Never. All right. I was going to say, dude, tell me your secret. because. <laughs> Uh, so on a scale, and y'all know I like scales. So on a scale of one to 10 of being stressed out, let's say a one is like not stressed. You're chilling on the beach in a hammock, like on vacation. A 10 is you're like blowing up, exploding because you're so stressed out. Who's ever been a 10? Let me see your, see your hands. All right. Um, so we're good. Okay. I didn't expect everyone to raise their hands. You guys are crazy, man. Um, but yeah, I'm just kidding. I've been a 10 too. Um, have you ever been so stressed that you just snapped, that you just totally snapped, went off on somebody? Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. So we're in good company. Um, so in reality, I know that we've all, I know that we've all done that. Um, how many of you would say your last moment of just snapping was within the last week? Jeez, Jonathan, you sinner. Um, how many, let me see real quick. Okay, me too. All right, so I'm going to tell you this quick story, and uh, this kind of le- this kind of leads into the message. But um, you ever heard of this? There's a Netflix show called Last Chance You. Anybody ever heard of it? A couple people. So Last Chance You is uh, it's actually a story about um, there's a, there's it's not a specific college, but it's a college football program, and really what it's based on is if there's a student at any college in the United States and they get into disciplinary problems or they have bad grades, they get kicked out of like a a nice college, like an LSU or a Florida state or whatever. They have to go to a JUCO, like a junior college and play. And obviously they don't have nice equipment. It's kind of like grungy and stuff like that. The coaching staff's not the best. And so um, anyway, this is a Netflix show. And it just follows these guys. And so what you have is you have a lot of talent all on this team. And it's almost like the replacements. It's almost like the the super JV team, right? And uh, it's just an entertaining show. You get to see people struggle. You get to see all that stuff. But there's one scene. I want you to imagine this with me. It's a Friday night football uh, or Saturday night football game, excuse me. And the the home team is like has been making a comeback. So they used to be like losing every game and they've been winning every game and their rival comes to their town and their rival starts whooping up on them and they start getting destroyed. Their winning streak is like about to be over and everybody's losing it. The, the, the players on the field on the home team are making stupid mistakes. They're getting aggravated with each other and the coaches are starting to fight with each other. Okay. So that's what's happening here in this show. And one of the coaches, I don't remember their names, but one of the coaches was like an older man. And you could tell he was a Christian man. Like throughout the show, you see him praying for people. And um, you just kind of, he just has a good attitude in life in general. And so you see that side of him leading up to this night. And so the head coach is this big old guy. He used to play in football and he's like a jerk. He is a total jerk. You know, you know what I'm talking about? He's a total jerk. And there was this one, this one part of the show that he's gone off on his coaches. 
in front of the whole crowd. They're losing the game. Everything's falling apart. And he gets in the face of one of his assistant coaches, the Christian guy, and pretty much just cusses him out, like in front of all the players, everybody, and starts to walk away. Well, the Christian guy took his headset off, and he he just threw it, and it skidded by the head coach. And so the head coach turned around and was like, who threw that headset? And the, the guy was just standing there, like super angry, you know? And so the big coach goes up to the smaller Christian assistant coach and like, like he's going to get in his face. And that smaller guy, like, like lunged for him, was about to like beat the, the coach up or something. And this is the most powerful statement I had heard throughout the series. There was a big lineman and you could tell he was just a, a country lineman and, um, he was a Christian guy. You could tell. And throughout the series, you see him going to church and singing in church with his grandma and stuff. So the lineman sees this happening. So he runs over, grabs the smaller coach, who's like the Christian guy, and he walks him off and he tells him, coach, hey, coach. And he gets his attention. He's like, hey, listen, man, you a man of God. He said, don't let no other man pull you out your character. And when he made that statement, don't let another man pull you out of your character, man, that just stuck out to me. And so tonight, that's what I want to talk about. The, the title for tonight is Don't Let Another Man or Don't Let Something Pull You Out of Your Character. How many of you know, like, have a general understanding of what the word character means? Let me see your hand, right? It means, like, being in, having integrity. It means being polite, being kind, having patience, doing the right thing, all those types of things. There's so much that goes in um, to character. Um, who in here would say they have the, the best character? The most perfect character. Blake, thank you, sir. <laughs> so throughout our lives, um, we're going to consistently and constantly have moments. Uh, we'll have moments, we'll have seasons in life, and we'll have people in life who either are trying to pull us out of our character on purpose, because there'll be people like that. I don't know if you know anyone like that. They want to pull you out of your character, or who are just accidentally pull you out of your character, right? You might even be thinking of someone in your life right now who wants to make you break character, make you lose your cool, right? Maybe Michaela does that to Jonathan, possibly. So, and we know that. Jesus told us that. John 16, 33 says, I have told you these things so that, so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. And so we know, like, that's a promise. Jesus says, look, you're going to have these struggles. So the question isn't if but when, right? Stressful environments and people come along, annoying people come along, all that type of stuff. So tonight, with the thought process of don't let somebody else take you out of your character or don't let something take you out of your character, I want to talk about before, during, and after. Before, during, and after. Before the character situation or the character challenge, during the character challenge, and after the character challenge. And so before the challenge comes, the first point is you have to resolve. Um, resolve means just to, to make up your mind right now. And so how many of you know that if you're here and it starts storming outside and you drove, maybe you're like Treve and you stole your mom's vehicle for tonight and you drove here. How many of you know if it starts storming, like, you can't really sleep in the parking lot. I mean, I guess you could, right? But you probably don't want to. You got to get home. 
So it might not be easy. It might be storming. It might be hard to see the roads. It might be flooding in some areas. But like, if you want to get home bad enough before you even leave the parking lot, you're going to resolve within yourself. Like, I'm getting home. Like, if I'm not going to sleep in the church parking lot, I'm definitely not going to sleep in Walmart's parking lot halfway home. I'm going to get all the way there. You follow? So resolve means before you even do something, you got to take a stand. Um, have you ever met somebody that their personality is really dependent on their mood? Do you know anybody like that? Like if they're in a good mood, they have a good personality. If they're in a bad mood, you probably don't want to hang out with them, right? So in that, in that deal, I think they don't have a lot of resolve, right? That's a person that, that doesn't have a lot of resolve. So in the Old Testament, we see an example of this. Joshua in the Old Testament, he's talking to Israel, God's people. And Joshua was the guy, for those of you who might not know, Joshua took Moses' place. And so he's got all of Israel behind him. And Joshua was telling these guys what's to come. He said, hey, look, we're going into the promised land. This is what's going on. They had people who weren't following God. They had people who, who I guess, didn't have any character or very much character. They definitely didn't resolve within themselves. And Joshua makes this powerful statement. He's, uh, he says, but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your forefathers served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living now. And this is the statement. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord. So he was resolving right then and there in front of everybody, like, hey, as for me, we'll serve the Lord. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not telling you how to act. I'm just saying, this is the decision that I'm going to make before the challenges come, before any of that stuff. This is my resolve. And so we need to do the same thing with character. So my first question to you tonight on this point is this, who are you when stressful and annoying people come? Who are you? Think about that for a second. Are you the person who, when you're stressed out or when somebody who's annoying comes around and starts poking and prodding, are you the person who your personality changes? Does your character fall short because of that? Or are you the person who, man, you have strong character? Are you the most humble person in the world? You know, Moses said that he was the most humble person in the world. Um, an example of resolve. And so like, why am I talking about this? Because I don't know, I don't know if you know this, but I'm sure you've learned this by now. We could, I could preach this right now. Y'all can hear this right now. And I could leave and go lose my cool because somebody just stressed me out. Like just because I'm preaching this doesn't mean that I'm a hundred percent going to live this all the time. I'm human just like you. I have to resolve before that time comes. How many of you want a house one day? You want to buy a house, right? Okay, yeah. I mean, that's a goal typically, right? So if you want to buy a house, real quick lesson. You, it's, it's good to put 20% down on the house. If you don't, you got to pay extra fees until you reach that point. So what does that mean? Does $100,000 sound like a lot to you? Yes or no? What do you think? Yeah, but, but $200,000, that's a lot, right? So... 20% of $200,000 is $40,000. That's a lot of money. How many of you, know you can't wake up tomorrow and just go get $40,000? When it comes time to buy that house, you have to have saved 
40,000 books. That's a lot. You can't just do that overnight. You have to plan that out before the time gets here. That's resolve. And so before those, those, those tough times get here, we have to resolve who we're going to be. And so as you, after you leave tonight at that first point, I want you to think about that is, man, who am I whenever times do get difficult? What is my character like? Do I let people and things pull me out of my character? And what can I resolve to be? Amen. Well, uh, the second point, the next thing that we need to address is the present, right? Remember we talked about before, during, and after character. So the present. The present is you have to surround yourself with people with strong character. I want you to do me a favor. Think about right now. Think about your friends for a second. And I'm going to tell you this other quick story on the people you surround yourself with. So I just told you a story about the guy who ran up to his coach and said, hey, coach, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't let that man pull you out your character. Right. He could have been like another player and been like, you know, pulling out his phone like world star, like trying to watch these dudes fight. Right. He could have egged it on and instigated it. But he didn't. He he went to his coach and said, whoa, 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 coach. He recognized someone was about to lose their cool. Somebody was about to be pulled out of their character and he pulled them back into it. Right. So that's one example of a friend. There's another example of a friend. I had a buddy of mine who they had did something wrong. They made a mistake. And uh, without getting into a lot of detail, it, it wasn't like up for negotiation. It was just a stupid thing. And another friend was was telling him, dude, people are overreacting. Like, I wouldn't apologize for that. Like, you're not wrong. And was was kind of like blowing it off. And in the in the meantime, a bunch of people got hurt by the mistake that this person did. So the friend was just trying to belittle the situation rather than confront his friend. And so what ended up happening was, man, that person lost a lot of respect, right? So if I'm comparing those two types of people, who are you surrounded with? Are you more surrounded with the people like the guy who pulled the coach back? Or are you surrounded with the people who would try to egg you on and instigate it and try to belittle anything you do wrong? So take a moment to, to do the inventory on that. First Corinthians 15.33 says this. It says, do not be misled. So don't be mistaken here. Bad company corrupts good character. Every time. Bad company corrupts good character. So not only do we have to resolve who we want to be when we have tough times, we have to determine who we want our influences to be when times get tough, when our character is challenged. There's a saying or a quote, and I don't remember who said it. It wasn't me, so I'm not trying to steal it. But it says, if you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Have you ever heard that before? If you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. And I'd heard that when I was younger. And the older I get, the more I see. That's a really, it really is a true statement. It's not like a cliche thing that people who are older say. It's so true. If you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Proverbs 13, 20 says this, He who walks with the wise also grows wise, but the companion of fools suffers harm. And again, in, in Proverbs 22 says, Keep away from angry, short-tempered people, or you will learn to be like them and endanger your soul. 
right? So it says that you become the people that you're around. So again, are the people around you strengthening or hurting your character? Are they strengthening or hurting your character? And so by doing those two things that we talked about, resolve, who you're going to be when those times do get tough. What do you want your character to be like? And then who do you want surrounding you when those times do get tough? whenever your character is challenged. If you do those two things, then chances are you're going to handle yourself successfully more times than not. But the after that I want to talk about is what happens when you don't. So like, let's say you listen to those two points, you're able to successfully do those things well, but we're not perfect, right? So what happens, what happens whenever you mess up? Like what happens whenever you fly off the handle or whenever you do the wrong thing or Whenever you blow your character, when your reputation gets shot and you walk away from a situation, maybe after you lose your cool and you say, man, like, I don't feel like that was an accurate representation of me. What do you do? And so the obvious simple answer is repent, but not like the church where we always hear repent. It's, it's the word that means to turn away from continuing on and turn back into doing the right thing. Part of good character is admitting to making mistakes, owning up to them, and apologizing. So here's a test. How many of you like to admit when you're wrong? No? Y'all don't like to admit when you're wrong? Me either. Yeah. <laughs> How many of you hate when you're wrong and you know you eventually are going to have to admit it? Let me see. Yeah, I'm the same way. So on the subject of having to admit and own up to your mistakes, I have a friend of mine. Another friend of mine, um, he and a bunch of other guys, they went gambling. And so follow this. So he, he goes gambling. He brought $1,000 to go gamble. And so he's over there. He's gambling. He lost 250 bucks. So his friend walks up to him and says, man, how you doing? He says, man, I lost $250. It's like, wow, how much did you have in there? He said 1000 I said, golly, dude, what are you going to do? He's like, I'm just going to keep playing. And so his friend walks away, comes back later, says, hey, how's it going? He says, man, I'm, I'm down $500. He's like, what? $500? What are you going to do? He's like, I'm going to keep playing. So a friend walks away, comes back and says, man, how 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 you doing? You making it back? He's like, no, dude, I'm down 750 bucks." And he's like, dude, you just assume like, bro, you need to pull out and like walk away. And his response was, I'm already down $750. I just as soon finish it off. Now, we all are listening to this and should should think, that doesn't make any sense. That's like, man, I mean, my foot got run over. Rather than go to the hospital, I just soon cut it off, <laughs> right? That doesn't make any sense. But that's the same logic that we use when we mess up and we refuse to own up to it and turn back and correct it. It's the same logic. It's, I messed up. I'm not going to repent and I'm not going to apologize. And pretty soon we get deeper into that hole that we messed up in. And so just like the guy who gambled and kept getting deeper in the hole, we don't want to do that, right? First John uh, 1, 8 through 10 says, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, 
we make him out to be a liar and his word has no place in our lives. Have you ever heard of the verse that says we are made in the image and likeness of God? So whenever we tell God, God, I don't make mistakes. I didn't do anything wrong, right? What does that, what does that verse say about God's reaction, right? So whenever someone doesn't want to apologize or if we don't want to apologize to someone, we have the same frustration. We're made in the image of God. So we do make mistakes. But this is something I want to talk about, the last little point about what happens when we blow it, when we break character, because it's going to happen. What's the right way to, what's the right thing to do? I wanted to say this, you know, a mistake can actually be an opportunity to build more trust and character, not less. Say it again. A mistake can be more of an opportunity to build more trust and character, not less, if you handle it the right way. One more quick story. Um, there was a guy, and he was short before you ask, but his name was Shorty. And he was a project manager at this job that uh, a company that I was working at um, was bringing equipment to. And so um, Shorty's working, and while he's working, he orders a bunch of money or a bunch of equipment, but it was like very expensive, right? So he, he has this huge order, and the guy that I was working with answered the phone and totally messed it up. And so imagine if you said, hey, I need $50,000 worth of stuff delivered, and I need it ASAP. If you're that guy and you get it and it's all wrong, you're probably going to be a little frustrated, right? So a friend of mine I was working with, he did that. Mr. Shorty ordered it, got the order totally wrong. It messed up their job. It was terrible, terrible situation. He was mad. He called our boss. He was just super furious, right? So the guy I was working with, man, when he found out, I was so, I was so like interested in what he did. The first thing he did was he left the shop that we were at. We didn't know where it was going. We thought it was like running. But he went and found Mr. Shorty on the job site, and he told him. Mr. Shorty didn't know who did it. He went up to him and said, hey, Mr. Shorty, listen, my name is such and such. I'm the one who did this. I'm the one who messed up your, your order, and I'm the reason that all of this stuff has gone wrong. I'm so sorry. I will do anything I can to make this right. I promise you. Here's my cell phone number. Man, you call me from here on out. I promise I'm going to make all this right. That guy, Mr. Shorty, he never wanted to deal with anybody else. The only, I'd answer the phone. He'd be like, Hey, uh, where's Jonathan at? And I'd be like, Oh, he's out for the day. Okay. I'm going to call him on a cell phone. He didn't want to deal with anyone. And that all started from a big mistake. And so it's just to say, man, if you handle a mess up the right way, it can improve your character, not hurt it. But if you take too long to turn around and repent, sometimes that's what hurts your character the most. Matthew tw uh, 23, 12 says, For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. That's exactly what happened with that guy I was working with. And so when times or people in life take you out of your character, apologize and repent. And so would you stand with me as we close? So if you can, just, just take a moment to reflect. I just said a lot of words. And um, I'm hoping that when I just said all these words, it wasn't just to fill the time. I think we got all, all got better things to do on a Wednesday night than just fill our time. Let's just take a moment and let's just reflect, okay? Just give God a chance to talk to you about these words.
So maybe you're here and you need to resolve in yourself like how, how you want to be. I want you to think of something for a second. Think about the last time you lost your cool. Think about it. So the last time that you lost your cool or the last time you lost your character. What, what could you do differently then? Like what would you what would you go back and, and undo? Like I'm thinking of something right now that I would go back and undo. That's something that you might need to resolve within yourself. The other thing would be, who are you surrounded with? Are there influences in your life that, man, they, they don't help you in your character. They don't build your character. They just tear your character down. If you have any people like that in your life, man, what are you doing? Maybe maybe you need to make an adjustment there. And then last, man, maybe there's somebody in here that you did lose your, your, your character in an area. Maybe, maybe you did mess up in that area. And you might need to go and like apologize to somebody when you leave here. You may need to go repent and make it right. You might have the same logic as that gambling guy who just kept digging himself deeper in a hole. So wherever you are, um, I just want to pray for you before we close. Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would do with this word what you will. God, your word says that whenever someone hears a message, that there's different soil it can fall on. It can fall on rocky soil, and it never really gets planted in the heart of a person. Sometimes it falls on soil and thorns come up. And they choke it out, meaning that they can hear a word, receive a word, but the second they walk out of the room, it gets lost. God, there's other things that it can start to grow, and then they'll start to go on and and, and implement the, the word that they hear, but eventually fall away. And then there's fertile soil, and that's the soil that we're praying for tonight. God, I pray that you would help us to resolve to keep our character when times get hard, I pray that you would surround us, that you would help us to be surrounded with good influences in the area of character. And God, give us the grace to repent when we blow it. Now, Lord, I just pray your hand of blessing over every person here. God, I pray that as we go, you protect us, keep us safe. And Lord, continue to grow us into the men and the women that you want us to be. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Again, thanks for joining us. For more info on Fusion, you can check us out on Facebook or Instagram.